Are you tired of sugarcoating how you feel about infertility? The Infertility and Me podcast offers raw and candid discussions about all things infertility and IVF. Join me, Monique, your host, as we get real about the emotional, physical, and mental effects of infertility and what it does to its victims. Hashtag infertility sucks. Please be advised, adult content and language. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infertility and Me podcast. I am your host, Monique, and I thank you for being here with me today. And today's topic is New RE, Who This? And just like the title uh, suggests, I'll be talking about going from one RE reproductive endocrinologist to a new one. And I want to touch on this topic because I have been through it um, in 2012 when I had my IUI cycle. I never went back to that clinic, not only because we moved a year and a half later, but because I just didn't have a good experience there. And so I'm going to get right into it and so I don't have to hold you guys too long. And so I left the RE, having the RE, the IUI procedure, but I knew I wasn't going to go back because when I went for my first consultation, the whole vibe of the clinic was just completely off. I walk in, there's a very small uh, receptionist area and seating. It's not a large clinic. They have other locations, but the location that I went to close to my home was not one of the busier ones. So it wasn't busy. Um, and there was a receptionist behind a glass door, you know, like a traditional doctor's office. And there was a couple there waiting when I arrived and I just didn't, something just was off, but I was already there. So I figured I'm not going to waste anybody's time and I'm definitely not going to waste my time. So I went ahead and spoke to the doctor. She was respectful and she was nice, but I just did not feel any connection to her. I didn't feel the way I do with my RE that I had my successful IVF cycle with and having my son. It's a completely different feeling. Um, and it's, and you guys know who, who, who have been through the process, you know what it's like when you really love your RE or you really love your OB or your physician or even your dentist, you know, you build a relationship with them. You feel like they are empathetic with you to your concerns and you feel like they care basically. So it didn't feel the vibe in the office. The receptionist was even like off puttish. Like it was just so weird. It was the weirdest thing I ever experienced in a doctor's office. And so I ended up not going back. And even though I had the IUI cycle done with them, I, I just never went back in a year and a half before we moved away and back to our hometown in Maryland from PA. So we moved back home and then it was another almost three years before we started IVF um, again. We waited in total four years between 2012 and 2016. So it was like three and a half, two and a half, almost three years from that IUI to the um, cycle where I conceived my son. And the second RE, I heard about them on the radio. They're actually very, very popular here in the DMV. That's DC, Maryland, and Virginia in the United States. And I heard about them on commercial on the radio. And then I went on their website, looked at all their stats. Um, I basically obsessed over the website. So I knew that I would probably go with them and I didn't try to use like, uh, you know, any of the larger chains like Shady Grove or anything like that. So I went with my clinic. I felt like it was more personable. It was, 
They've been in the business a very, very long time. And so I said, let's just go ahead and make the appointment. When the time came after husband and I decided that it was finally time to go ahead and get serious about it and try again with IVF and see if there's anything wrong. Um, you know, so you guys know my diagnosis. If you listen to the previous episodes, I was diagnosed with hypothyroid disease and I also had um, procedure done to remove polyps in my uterus. But the hypothyroid disease was the culprit for me not becoming pregnant on my own. So, moving right along, I get to the second RE's office. It's in like a, um, a small strip and it's on the second floor. We get on the elevator and as soon as I walk in, it's a nice large uh, reception area for sitting. Um, there's plenty of other couples in there. The nurse station is to my right. There's two windows for two different uh, medical staff uh, helping and logging people in and such. And they were very pleasant. They smiled. Um, they took my information. And so my vibe walking in there was completely different from the previous IUI clinic. It was just great. It was um, it was very friendly. Even the couple sitting in there, you know, they, you know, it's kind of weird. Well, if you've never gone through IVF and you never had to go to a reproductive endocrinologist. But for those who have, you know, it's the, the, the vibe was great. And then um, the atmosphere was great. The, the the office is lit up really well and set up really nicely. It's really pretty, and but it's just something strange about when you go into the RE offices. You know, the other couples there. You know, everybody's in a delicate and vulnerable place. So it's like, you know, you look each other in the eyes, but you don't want to look each other in the eyes. But it was still very pleasant. I didn't, you know, no one, um, no one seemed to be. Um, concerned about anything other than themselves really so but you know everything was just good it was just um, a nice vibe it was a nice atmosphere and the staff was all very engaging and very pleasant and answering all of my many 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 questions because I'd like to know everything so so I get there and I had to go to the consultation by myself because hubby had attended to some things at the restaurant so he did not go with me to the initial um, consultation that I had with this new RE. Nurses came out and they got me and she was very nice. I could tell she had been doing, you know, um, this type of nursing for a long time. I don't know what the correct term is for a nurse who works in the, uh, reproductive endocrinologist field, but she was very nice. Um, she took all of my vitals and such, urinated in the cup, made sure I wasn't pregnant at the time, just in case we had moved forward with the cycle then. But my RE, she's very straightforward. She's a good listener. And she wasn't anybody who was going to, like, puff me up. And I mean that in the sense of I've heard and read stories of women going to an RE. And they, it's almost like they rush the patient to make a decision. And I guess it's all about the dollar bill for them. But my RE was not like that. She said, you know, take as much time as you need. I know that it's expensive and that insurance doesn't cover everything. So, you know, take your time. Let me know what you want to do. At least get the blood work done today. So that's what I did. So I at least got the blood work done in the same day so that I could see if there was anything showing up in my blood, which did. And that was the hypothyroid disease. And so that we could get on a medical treatment plan right away because you have to wait three months from the time that I start level thyroxine for the hypothyroid disease. 50 micrograms, not a, a huge dose, but... 50 micrograms of the lipothyroxine, I had to be on that for three consecutive months before I could even start a cycle. So this was like, see, 
like end of February, sometime in April when I first went to her. And then we didn't try our first cycle until July because I had to have the polyps removed from my uterus, which was shown um, in a sonogram that she did on my next visit. So getting back to the topic of new RE, who this? So everything was good. I felt great. And I couldn't wait to get hubby back in there so that he could get a feel for the atmosphere too and see if he liked her and see if he liked everything. And that was another great thing about my RE's office. Even though they have so many different locations, you know, Northern Virginia, D.C., Bethesda, it didn't matter where I went, each location was awesome. The only one I think I didn't visit was the D.C. location. I had been to Bethesda and I had been to their um, Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia was like my go-to spot. It was one of the closest locations to my house at the time. And um, it was just, they, I guess they had, let's see, she had a lot of openings for like consultations and stuff at, at Bethesda. I don't know. I just like that location the best, um, even though the Bethesda is equally as beautiful and, and pleasant. So the great thing that I was going to say about my RE is that they have been in the business a very, very long time, probably as long as I've been alive. I'm 36, so I know they've been in the business at least three, eight years, so... They are very knowledgeable and they had two male REs and two female REs. And my um, RE, she was the only female for quite a while. And you could see that on the website. I didn't see any other pictures of women. So I knew she was the only female RE at the time. But then in the midst of my, I think it was during my first egg retrieval, I met the other new doctor that they had brought on. So it was two females and two males. So it was nice to have a, a, a balance of REs like that, depending on your preference for a male or a female doctor. You know, a lot of times at this point when you get to IVF and you're doing treatment and you've had your workup and you know what's wrong with your body or you know what, and maybe you don't know, you know, maybe you have unexplained infertility and you don't know why you're not getting pregnant. Either way, it's nice to have options with an RE who have both male and female doctors. So that's nice to look out for if you're in the beginning of the process and you feel a little bit more comfortable with a female than a male because it's a, it is such an intimate topic and it is such an intimate um, process. And so I really, really, really like that. And I had the chance to work with all of them except for the founding doctor. The founding doctor, I never got a chance to meet, but I met everybody else and everybody else as far as the other three, including my RE, um, cared for me at some point during both egg retrievals and then the only transfer that I had, which resulted in the pregnancy of my son. So um, then, let's see. Yeah, so the other REs are just as great. They were very nice, very pleasant. And it was, you know what? And another thing was that they were all, they you could tell that they were passionate about what they were doing, not just the REs, but also the nurses and the staff that you meet when you first come in. I don't know if they consider them, I can't remember if they considered them receptionists or if they were like medical assistants or something like that. I'm not sure. But everybody was happy to be there. And you could tell that they were being well cared for by the founding doctor and that everybody enjoyed working together. And I think that's important when you're going through infertility or any type of fertility in general is that you, your doctor's office is an atmosphere of love, an atmosphere of compassion, empathy, and just all around pleasant. Um, you don't want to be spending money and taking trips back and forth to their office multiple, multiple times a week. As we all know, you know, you go back for blood work during the cycle five, ten times. Easy. And that's just, and that's just basic care, you know? So you want to be 
comfortable and you want to be able to have your anxieties ease because you're like, oh shoot, I got to go to this freaking doctor and I don't like this freaking nurse or I don't like this receptionist or this medical assistant. You know, you don't want to go through all that. Like that's the least of your worries or it should be when you're in the midst of a cycle and when you're considering IVF and considering spending your money to parenthood, you know, to the road, uh, the road through parenthood and such. So be an advocate for yourself and for your spouse too, if they are the one that has the medical diagnosis of infertility, you know, you have to be there for each other. And the only way you can do that is if you work together as a team, but making sure that you first advocate for yourself, because if you don't feel comfortable with the um, doctor's office that you're dealing with, get out and get out quickly, like get the F out of there. It's no point in going through a cycle and you're not comfortable or the nurses are not answering your questions or the doctor is rushing you to get out of the office so he can get to his next um, patient who may be paying out of pocket. You know, there's, I can imagine that there's doctors out there who are just about the dollar bill. Okay. Let's be serious about it. Everybody's not uh, doing things with the right intentions and from a place of love you know, for what they do and for the people that they serve. And imagine that there's doctors out there who rush women. I can't imagine being in the office and they are rushing you to get to the next patient who might be out of pocket because they know they're going to make two grand cash money right there and they don't have to wait for insurance to send them any freaking money. You know what I mean? So it's just like my mind is like that. I think about all those different things. So that was another reason why I really liked my office because they didn't rush me. I never felt rushed, even when it was busy. When I tell you guys this office is freaking busy, it is like somebody might describe it as like a baby factory, but it wasn't. It was just that they are serving so many people in a, in a small amount of time and the cycles, you know, if you've been through infertility, you know how important each day of the cycle is. And especially when you're on stimulated IVF, which is traditional IVF. Now, see, I did natural cycle and I may mention that later. So you guys who don't know what natural cycle is, you can get an idea for what it is. But it's so important. Every little detail matters during the process of IVF, IUI, ICSI, um, surrogacy, egg donor, sperm donor, all of the above. Every day, every minute, every hour is, you know, there's a detail that cannot be left unturned. You know, you have to be meticulous about everything. So you want to be with an office that's going to be on top of things and they're going to make sure that you are knowledgeable about your cycle and what needs to be done. I was reading recently on Instagram, a young lady said that nurse didn't tell her she was supposed to take such and such medicine at such and such time. Like, are you freaking kidding me? I paid $500 for one medicine and you didn't even tell me when I was supposed to take it just because you guys were going to be closed the next day. Nobody called me. Nobody sent me an email. So that's the thing that I really, really like about my office. They sent PDF files. So when I left on a Friday from getting blood work done, like baseline or something like that, on that day or the next day on Saturday when I didn't have to go because they were closed on Sundays, they sent me a PDF to let me know what I needed to do on Sunday and what I needed to do on Monday before I came back on Tuesday for my next follow-up blood work. You have to pay attention. I know that it's very difficult to put aside your emotions and think from your analytical side of your brain when you're going through infertility and when you're going through treatments, it's very difficult to shut off the emotional part so that you can focus on making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing because you're spending a large amount of money, a large amount of your time, your body is being uh, taxed, you're physically tired, you're emotional, you know, and your spirit, you know, is, is, is weak. And a lot of times, you know, it makes it difficult for people to focus 
and to make sure that they're being treated properly. So don't fool around with this, guys. I mean, this is infertility. This is this is uh, can't stress enough how important it is to advocate for yourself. And when you go in that office, you go in there nice and you go in there pleasant, but you also go in there and you show them that you're not messing around, that you're not fucking around either, and that this is your life and you're, and you're not going to be tossed around and treated like, um, you know, just another check, a checkbook or something, or another credit card swipe or another cash uh, ching ching type of thing. You know what I mean? So don't mess around with this guys. Be, make sure that they are telling you everything that you need to do for your cycle and at the right times that you need to be doing this, this, A, B, and C, and D, and E for some people. You know what I mean? So don't mess around with it and make sure that they're doing everything that they're supposed to be doing on their end. Because if they give you all the knowledge and understanding that you need, then that makes you a better patient and it eases your anxieties. Trust me on this. Guys, ask questions, even if you feel like it's redundant. If you feel like you've asked it before, I don't give a damn if you've asked it 15 times. Ask the damn question again so that you know exactly what you need to do to move forward. This is not a game. This is your body. So you need to know what needs, what, what has to be done and at the right time that it needs to be done. It is not, it's nothing to play with. This is, you know, these are medicines, highly, highly, highly stimulating uh, medicines, as we all know. Uh, about OHSS, um, you know, the ovarian hyperstimulation when the medicines create too many eggs in the um, in the ovary. So don't mess around with this, guys. Advocate for yourself, um, ladies and gents. Advocate for your spouse who's on these medications. Advocate for them too. And make sure that you, being the other spouse, spouse understand everything. Don't just sit back and watch and, and just not say anything. Make sure that you understand as well especially for my gay and lesbian couples, make sure that you advocate for yourself. Get out of there. Get the paperwork transferred. I know it may seem like a lot of work to go to a new RE, but so what? F it. It's your money. It's your life. It's your time. And you want to be cared for properly and with empathy. Just get out of there. Like that movie that came out a couple years, Get Out. Get out. If you're not comfortable, if they're not treating you right, if you feel uneasy, if you do not see, this is how I think about doctors and medical workers and nurses and other professionals in the medical field. To me, if I'm going to come to you to care for my body and to help me care for myself, it needs to feel like, okay, if I have a female doctor, it needs to feel like it's one of my girlfriends. And if you're a man, it needs to feel like it's one of your, your bros. You understand? You need to feel comfortable and you need to feel like you have a genuine connection with them because then it makes the whole experience positive it makes the whole time that you're under their care more positive and your body is listening your body responds to how you feel about them so trust me that you don't want to play around with these doctors just because you're anxious to have a child having a child will always be an option if you're with, you know, if you're in good health or in, if you're being treated for your condition, so do not play around and fool around and, and, and stay with the doctor just because you've been with them a long time. History doesn't mean anything. History means nothing. It's just history. If you don't have a good relationship with them and you do not feel comfortable with them. So do that for yourself, guys. And I did want to touch real quick on 
natural cycle IVF, which is what I did. Sometimes they call it mini IVF as well. Basically, it is less stimulated or no stimulation involved with the ovaries and producing eggs. So I had a shot to suppress my ovulation from taking place before the egg retrieval day. And it's usually like about, let's see, it was about 36 hours before my egg retrieval was scheduled that I had the shot. And it was the only shot that I had to take, but I was still on progesterone suppositories and I was still on estrates, uh, AKA estrogen. So, and baby aspirin, of course. It's less invasive and it's less stimulation and it only produces one egg. Why? Because on any typical month, a woman only produces an egg as far as one. She, I mean, I'm sorry, she only produces one egg in a cycle. Most women. There's rare occasions, of course. So that is the difference between traditional or simulated and natural cycle. Less medication, uh, less invasive, and there's no chance, a very rare chance of OHSS, hyper-simulation. And that is what I opted for because of my age and because I only have hypothyroid disease. I didn't have something more complicated like PCOS or endometriosis. My doctor felt like my body might work well with it once my hypothyroid disease was treated and my hormones were in order. Worked for me, you know what I mean? So it may not work for everybody else, but it is an option and it's less invasive and it's less um, stimulated. So um, that's all I have for you guys today. Let me know what you think about today's topic on social media, um, Instagram, infertility in me underscore, and Facebook, infertility in me too. Please, guys, um, if you could leave a um, feedback for this podcast on the platform that you're listening to, and that just allows the algorithm of the platform to let them know that this is a decent show and it's something that other people might want to hear so that we can reach a broader audience and expand our connect and heal family through infertility and me podcast so i please guys subscribe and leave feedback for me i do appreciate you listening if any of you out there have a story that you'd like to share on the podcast and have a discussion with me on the podcast let me know on social media hit my dms hit my private messages let me know um if you're a um professional who works with fertility or infertility, please let me know. I'd be glad to have you on and we can further discuss all types of areas of infertility and our journeys to parenthood. Thank you guys. Love